0: hey what's up everybody good evening welcome to episode number two this is excuse my confidence and i'm your host brianna talbar today we're going to be talking about boundaries on episode two let's call it off so let's get into it what's the tea i hope you guys have been doing great i just wanted to get on here talk about this very important issue um it's a huge topic of conversation right now boundaries we talk about it a lot in social media and i've been asked a ton of questions about boundaries because well i'm a little bit of a savage i'm a little bit confident when it comes to setting my boundaries now that i am a full-grown adult i don't know everything i don't pretend to but i'd like to think that um when i'm not happy I make it very known, I set very clear boundaries about my time, and this is how I do it. First, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in, and I am so proud of you for showing up for yourself today. Thank you, and make sure you thank yourself today. I want to start by saying it is an awfully difficult process to discern whether or not somebody is worth your energy, time, and emotion, but um, here we are. Here we are doing it all the time, every day. And it's not easy. And we can make a lot of uh, snap judgments. We can also make a lot of mistakes. We can judge people poorly. Uh, we can give people the benefit of the doubt, even though they really don't deserve it. But we keep a pushing. We keep pushing. We live, we learn. I'd like to acknowledge that there is a lot of boundaries around... Uh, relationships. There's a lot of boundaries around work. Uh, there's a lot of boundaries around friendship. And that's where I'm going to be focusing a lot of the topics of conversation today. But I cannot neglect the fact that there is, um, there is a need to discuss the fact that we need to talk about racial boundaries. We need to talk about the fact that we don't owe you an explanation for really anything. There's a boundary that we very, 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 very seldom enforce and we struggle to confront. Um, I'll use myself as an example. I, myself, am someone who is very racially ambiguous. So I find myself a little bit of a fly on the wall. Um, hearing a lot of really insensitive and stupid ass comments all the time and I'm not the type to take it nicely I'm not the type to uh, listen and and observe and just wait for more shit to go down uh, I will address it right then and there and I think that you guys should too when someone when someone is not really understanding your lens on life you owe them no energy you owe them no time and emotion okay it is not our job to teach not one individual on this earth it is not our job to teach one individual on this earth about our experience especially when information is so so easily accessible online okay Do your work, do your history, read a book. Read a damn book, sis. I'm not going to explain to you why my life is not the same as yours, okay? Um, And neither should you. Neither should you. Make sure you set that boundary and you set it really clear. And I don't want you to apologize for shit. You are the bomb. You are the bomb. Tell them that you're confident in yourself. Tell them that you are confident in your experience. Feel validated. I'm validating you right now, girl. I am telling you. Your experience is real and you do not need to prove it to anybody. Set that boundary very clearly, very early. Okay? Now, now that we have that out of the way, let's get into relationships. One of the hardest things to do is discern whether or not somebody is worth your energy, time, and emotion. Somebody that you care about, I'm going to specify. And the reason why it's so difficult is because, well, you care about them. You'll often hear me talk about intuition uh, and how we need to quiet our minds and just listen to our intuition. We often ignore our intuition. We often know what the answer is to a question that we've been asking when we've known it the entire time, but we choose to ignore our intuition on the basis of You don't want to take action. Uh, You don't want to feel the feeling that comes with acting on your intuition. You like a guy so much. He's the cutest guy in the world, right? But your intuition is telling you that maybe something's going on. So what do you do? You often know the answer. Very seldom do you actually act on what is required. First things first, I want you to be real. I want you to be real with yourself. I want you to be honest with yourself. You don't have to be honest uh, out loud if that's very uncomfortable for you, as I know that it is for some people as they're transitioning into uh, a confident lifestyle. Express your emotions in an authentic way somehow. Um, If that's listening to music and crying, if that's opening a book, and writing down how you feel do that um try not to get into the habit of distracting yourself or distracting your emotions feel them and feel them raw um it's very important when we come to this discussion on setting boundaries and i'll tell you why There is two avenues you can go when someone does something that breaches a boundary. You can act emotionally and risk needing to walk it back. Or you can act with clarity and have a sense of peace. And for me, I choose peace. Now, is acting emotionally going to feel like absolute euphoria? Yes, it's going to act. It's going to feel great. You're angry. You get to slam that door. You're angry. You get to yell at that person. You're happy. You get to live in your whole state of bliss. You're sad. You get to cry. But when you take a moment to retreat and quiet your mind and feel your emotions raw and on your own without it impacting anybody else, then you're able to get the emotion out of the way so that you can honestly listen to your intuition. Emotion has a way of clouding our intuition in a very perverted way. And I'll use myself as an example um, for the sake of it being a really solid example. um, And the fact that I love you guys to death and I want to be totally open and vulnerable with you, okay? I have been in not one but two relationships where I have been cheated on. And I know that some of you guys that are listening have been in a relationship like this too. And you cannot tell me that looking back retrospectively or retroactively that um, That you didn't see signs. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, people are really good. Like we 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 know that there's narcissists in this world that are really good at covering it up and really good at hiding it. But you can't tell me that there's not at least 60 or 70% of us that have seen signs. We saw signs. And we chose to ignore them. And and it wasn't an active choice. It wasn't like, you know, some angel came down and said, Hey, this is your intuition talking. Your boyfriend or girlfriend is cheating on you. This is your options. No. It's a very natural thing that we do where we ignore this voice in our head because we think, okay, I'm being paranoid. That's your intuition speaking to you. And the reason why we confuse it with being paranoid and being intuitive is because we haven't done our trauma work. We haven't done our spiritual work to be able to discern what the difference is between a paranoid reaction and intuitive reaction. An intuitive reaction is something that comes about sort of randomly and it honestly is a very spiritual and powerful thing and sometimes it is scary. I will honestly tell you, it scares the shit out of me. A trauma response or an emotional reaction will come about for some sort of reason because it's linked to a past event. Uh, As an example, if someone has cheated on you before multiple times, you may you may be suspecting that your partner now is cheating on you because you've seen this before or you've seen similar things before or you knew that when you started to fall for this person that there was a possibility that you could be cheated on. That's a trauma-related response and it has nothing to do with your intuition. But the emotion of fear has clouded the intuition from being acted on. Did you ever once think to confront your partner? Probably not. And if you did, it was probably in a joking way like I did. Ha ha ha. You and your little girlfriend. Nah. I, I genuinely turned my eyes away from things like that because I didn't want to be uh, perceived as weak or paranoid. Um, but I knew what my intuition was telling me was right. And I know I know that a lot of you guys have the power of intuition. Um, that it's and it's very scary to to accept. So at what point do you say, okay, my intuition is telling me, let's call it off. At what point do you say, this is an area of my life that. Is making me uneasy i need to do something about it whether it's work relationships or otherwise okay well at what point do you do you look at it objectively and say let's call it off despite the fact that it, it, it you're emotionally attached to it another great example is work you know i have a friend who she she loves her friends at work loves them attached to them uh, she hates the work She hates the environment. It's very toxic. She hates some of her coworkers, And in all reality, she may not walk away until she frees herself from the emotion that's tied to the work place and the friendships that she's built there. She's scared to lose them. She's scared to lose that friendship. She's scared to lose that stability. But her intuition is coming to her and telling her, okay, you need a new job. You need to get out of this environment. It's toxic for you. So what do you do? What do you do? The way that I have infamously set a lot of boundaries has been um, with reciprocity. Uh, very early on in my college years, I remember one of my professors uh, writing to me in our like final report or report card or whatever the hell it was. And she said, you know, you have a good heart and... you expect the same out of everybody around you uh this is not to break your heart but some people will not be able to offer reciprocity but don't let that dim you don't let that change you and i remember thinking i was like that is the most heartbreaking thing to tell a 19 year old student that like the world is is bleak (laughs) like like, I, i remember being so caught off guard i it I still think about it to this day, but she was so right. She was so right. Reciprocity is so often expected but so rarely given. So how so how can, like how can you quantify how much effort, energy and time to give into somebody if it's not based on reciprocity? Like I could say, okay, well, my boyfriend made 1 hour of time for me today, so I'm going to make one hour of time for him tomorrow. That's equal reciprocity. And let me tell you, that's the most BS way to look at it. But that's the that's the way that we do look at it. We look at, okay, what have they given me in relation to what can I give them? And I offer you this little bit of wisdom. Stop looking at it that way. Stop looking at it in a way that is tit for tat. Stop looking at it in a way that's monetary. That's transactional. That's not fair to the person that you care about. That's not fair to yourself either. Because there is times where we have to honor the fact that we cannot give someone as much as they give us. Example. Um, You know me, I love my examples, I love my analogies. Your mother, or your father, your parent, guardian, whatever, the person who raised you. In what world will you ever be able to reciprocate what they have done for you? I say this as a mother. I say this as a mother, but I also say this as a child. Like, I will never be able... I will never be able to give my mother what she has given me. I will never be able to spend, well maybe one day I'll be able to spend the amount of money that she spent on me, but um, over the collective span of time that me and my mother have you know, lived together and whatever, there's been a lot of disagreement, but realistically a mother's job is one of the hardest jobs that I've ever had. And I have so much respect for my mother now that I have the role. Uh, but on the same side of that token, it, I know that I could never reciprocate. I could never reciprocate, not directly, not transactionally. So what do I do? What do I do? Do I just like serve up my entire life to her and be like, I am your servant. Anything you need is Your wish is my command." Nah, that's kind of unsustainable and it's not really practical. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of mothers would love for that, but it's not sustainable. I have a lot of friends also who struggle with some mental health issues. I don't like to call them issues, but they have mental health um, challenges. And some days are good and some days are bad. And days on that, there's some days where I need them and they're not present. But that's not, I'm not going to turn around and be like, I'm not going to be there for them because they're not there for me. Not only is that bitter and immature, it's not being sensitive to the fact that they couldn't give me what I needed in that moment. But that doesn't mean that that I didn't deserve it. And that doesn't mean that they didn't think I deserved it. Give your time... Energy and emotions give it to people that you think deserve it intuitively intuitively yes a little part of that is going to be emotional and a little part of that is going to be based on how these people make you feel but intuitively does this person deserve your time energy and emotion does that girl from work that always expects you to buy her coffee but never once has paid you back does she really deserve your time energy and emotion or your money for that matter probably not and confronting the broken boundary or the breach boundary is really not as big of a deal as we sometimes make it to be it might just be something as simple as hey friend from work I love the fact that I can get you coffee every morning. I um, I love doing it for you, but I just I can't do it anymore. You don't have to give an explanation. You don't have to tell them I'm dead ass broke. You will hear me very often. This is a little bit of a side note. You will hear me very often tell people or tell my friends that the worst thing you can do when setting a boundary is um try to explain things away don't try and give an explanation hey i'm sorry i was away from my phone you know i've been in a really bad place i just haven't been answering messages yada 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 don't do that don't do that hey sorry i missed your message i'm just getting to it now is there anything that i can do to help this is because truthfully and honestly we are a little bit of opportunistic species we will try and eliminate the problem if we see that it exists so if somebody tells you you know that you were in a bad place then that person's going to try and fix that so that you can serve them right and that's not fair to them and that's not fair to you the most authentic way to set a boundary is just to be real about it. Hey, I wasn't there for you, but I am now. Hey, I can't be there for you, but I will be in this time. And don't don't lie to yourself about it. Be real. Hey, I'm not I'm not exactly sure if I can be there for you this time, but I will for sure reach out when I can. Be honest with yourself. Truthfully, And give the energy, time, and effort that is intuitively deserved. Okay? If your friends deserve your energy, time, and effort, then give it. But make sure that intuitively and emotionally, that intuitively these people deserve it. Okay, someone who is constantly pushing your luck or pushing their luck with you, pushing your boundaries. Those are not people who deserve your time, energy, and effort. Those are people that you care about. And that's okay. You're allowed to care care about them. You're allowed to be friends with them. You're allowed to be family with them. But if they consistently push your boundaries and disregard the fact that you have needs then these are not people who deserve your time, energy, and effort. I was recently in a situation with a gentleman (laughs) who will probably not even hear this anyways, so it's fine. I was recently in a situation with a gentleman that uh, kept pushing a lot of my boundaries, specifically on communication. I was very clear about my expectations around communication and that you know despite the fact that um i didn't want any sort of serious relationship i expected communication be clear expectations be clear like just be super real with me um you know if you want to chill then say that if you don't want to chill then say that um but also as a single mother i have to be like totally honest about the fact that like i don't have all the time in the world you know Uh, But I spent a lot of my time thinking about where this person's head was at. There was an obvious uh, connection or there was an obvious bond between us. But I spent a lot of my time thinking about, okay, like what's going to happen and all the potential of this person, but not the actual reality of this person. The reality was that they were treating me like shit. They were taking advantage of my My giving self and uh, breaching a lot of my boundaries around communication in the fact that they weren't communicating really at all. And when I tried to communicate with them, they weren't able to communicate back. Now, I questioned myself a lot and thought, am I being really overreactive to this? Is this an emotional response? um. Am I sort of giving into the 80-20 principle here where I'm walking away from something that I need for something that I want? And it really came down to this. I told him, you know, we need to call this off for one reason and one reason only. This does not this this relationship or whatever it is, um, does not make me feel the way that I want to feel when I walk away. I don't feel secure, and it's not because I'm an insecure person. I know that about myself. And you sort of have to be confident about what you do know about yourself. Okay, Going back to our checklist, going back to, I know what my needs are, and I know when they're met, and I know when they're not. And the reality was, okay, when I'm with you, I feel great. But when I walk away, I feel really insecure. And that's because when I was with him, he did a lot of communicating. But when I was away from him, um, it's like he liked to exist in a little bit of a gray area. And I didn't like that. Uh, I think that he lacked a lot of self-awareness. When I look back at it now, I really think that the lack of self-awareness in him made me question myself and and don't get it twisted people people will do that to you people will impress a lot of things on you that have nothing to do with you okay when you're intimate with people when you are in an intimate relationship when you work closely with someone a lot you may walk away feeling like shit and it has nothing to do with you And to my empaths out there, you have to be especially careful of this. You will take on a whole new manifestation of emotions and feelings that have nothing to do with you. And uh, that is exactly what I think was happening in this situation. I was taking on a feeling of insecurity because he was insecure about himself. He was insecure that he could not offer something meaningful to me. So in response, he just didn't offer anything at all, which then made me insecure. Like, okay, what am I doing, right? Going back to trauma and intuition, I often battled with that decision to call something off with someone that I really, really did care about and someone that I really bonded with. Uh, I went back and forth a lot about it and I thought, am I acting like crazy right now? Like, I really do like this guy. Am I acting crazy? Am I acting paranoid? Because I've been in a relationship where I've been taken advantage of and am I just like sort of projecting that trauma onto this relationship? Reality? No, I wasn't. The reality is that I was hyper-tuned to being exploited and taken advantage of because I've experienced it before. And I'm not saying paranoid, okay? Paranoid is is finding things without cause. But being sensitive or hyper-tuned to people who are suggesting of taking advantage of you or indicating behaviors that they are going to take advantage of you in the future that is not being paranoid okay let that go let that feeling of being paranoid and acting without cause let it go okay sometimes our boundaries uh, they don't make sense to our emotions sometimes it feels like okay like i've just done something that's totally dumb um I've just told this person how I feel, and that was a really dumb thing to do, but the reality is if you don't tell people how you feel explicitly unapologetically, you are going to boil over with emotions with un with unspoken words and and um emotions that have not been acted on. And I talk about this constantly. It's just such a toxic, toxic, toxic cycle to live in. To not express your emotions. Live your intuition. Like live live in a way that you trust your gut. I know that's very cheesy to say. But like live the life that your intuition is telling you to live. If you feel like spiritually this person is not enough for you, then you know what? Spiritually they're not enough for you. Everything that your gut tells you is true. It's just that we have a lot of emotions attached to, attached to our reality, attached to the present that we don't want to shift or change or do anything. We don't want to be the the cause of of change. We sort of want to live in this passive, like, life is what happens to me. And um, it's such a terrible, terrible place to live in when you feel out of control and you feel like, when you give the reins over to life, for life to happen to you, it's it's a terrible life to live. You have power. You are powerful. You are confident. You are in charge of your life. And that's why we have our intuition. That's why we have our intuition. And it's not always going to feel right. Any any time that we are in charge, like individually, any of you who are put in a position of... um leadership or management or being in charge i can guarantee you that you face the feeling of self-doubt at least once is this the right direction and that's exactly what it feels like when you are acting on intuition sometimes acting on intuition is not always going to feel like it is absolutely the right thing to do sometimes it's going to feel like shit like what did i just do what did i just do um acting intuitively is just that acting intuitively And the emotions, uh, they, they come. They come to follow. Everything will align the way it's supposed to align. But just remember that life is not a culmination of things that happen to you. Life is a culmination of choices you make. It is a culmination of your character and things that make you you. So use your character. Change some lives. Change your own life. You have that power. So so do with it what you will. You're absolutely in charge. And when someone does not want to be a part of your life, don't go chasing after them. Don't go chasing after them. Because you're in charge of your life. And that's not how you want to spend your time. That's not a boundary that you want to breach. They're not worth your energy, effort, or time. Okay, so I leave you with this message. You are going to make mistakes. Your intuition is going to be misinterpreted at times. Nobody is perfect at, at um interpreting their intuition. Honestly, I feel like the day that we master our intuition is the day that we meet our maker. My cousin said this in a... Little bit of content that he created himself, and uh, he said, Fail forward and fail often. And you will fail at reading your intuition sometimes, but you will have a great time. You will. But you will know better for next time. Trust that process. Trust that process. Trust your gut. Trust the process. Trust yourself. what you need to do to live the most authentic life that you need to live confidently the secret to confidence is not there's no secret sauce there's no secret recipe there's no secret steps it's not a seven-day plan it's not uh webinars and and paid podcasts or whatever the hell living confidently comes from within it comes from taking back your power and taking back your power Starts with listening to yourself. You are the most important voice that you need to listen to. Be accountable to that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again on week two. I will see you guys in two weeks for episode three. I can't wait. Um, let me know in the comments what you guys think. Uh, tell me your intuition. Tell me a time where you... uh acted on intuition but you didn't really feel 100% sure until much later I love you guys to death take care stay safe and uh be confident